Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, it is an exciting week from the primaries to the enemies of pleasure to just enjoying the alpha male good life. It's never easy. It seems, lieutenants and fellow alpha males, that whenever we get ready to just enjoy ourselves, have a cigar, have a libation, just be happy, Someone else has to interfere, whether it is a member of the media, whether it is an elected government official, whether it is a bureaucrat, whether it is the establishment of the GOP. They are all coming after us, but fear not, because I am hunkered down. I am locked and loaded. I am ready to damn the torpedoes and fight the enemies of pleasure and the enemies of Alpha with full force. Front and center today, Command Center Alpha. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delectatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. And we, of course, welcome you to the fastest two hours in broadcast entertainment as we share the bond of the Alpha Male Good Life. And that could include cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, and dames. And we will do all of them today. In fact, in the second hour, we will concentrate on a an activity that many of us spend far more time than we actually realize conducting, and that is shaving maneuvers. And today in the second hour, we'll be joined by Kurt Iverson from the Gillette Razor Company, as well as Art Roberts, my personal barber and coiffurist, who will actually give me a straight razor shave later today. We'll talk about that in Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave, the entire second hour. And I was calculating it, uh, how many minutes I spend. It is just overwhelming the amount of time that the average male spends on shaving in a year and in a lifetime. So we will spend some time on that because it's something most of us do every day or pretty close to every day. But first, lieutenants, we are always under attack. But my rule is I always try to start with something positive, something that is uplifting. We've got to deal with the enemies of pleasure enough, and I hate to start a show on that. So I want to start with something that is on the uplifting and positive side. Those of us, or those of you that listened last week to our St. Patrick's Day, Aaron Go Brow, Aaron Go Puff, edition of the Cigar Dave Show, you know we sampled some fine Irish beers. 
And this is a beautiful thing. You know, we, we enjoy drinking beer, but now we have the opportunity to actually soak in beer because a new spa has opened up in Sisters, Oregon. It was opened by Sally Champa, a massage therapist, or should I say massage therapist. One of her clients was a Deschutes Brewing employee who started talking to Champa about the many benefits of hops and how they're actually good for you outside a brewing capacity. It's a moisturizer for your skin. It has a calming effect on the nerves. See, the way I had to say that, I couldn't say it's a calming effect. I had to say it's a calming effect on the nerves. And it even possesses some antibacterial properties. So massage therapist Sally Champa got to thinking, how about using hops in her massage practice? Let her do a bigger idea. How about opening a spa that uses beer, uses the hops? So she came up with Oregon's first beer-centric spa. It is called Hop in the Spa, a naturally intoxicating spa experience. Customers start with a pint of beer in the lounge area to unwind, get relaxed, before they begin soaking their body in a brew of hops. The hops, great for dry skin complications. The malt is a great exfoliator, has vitamin C. And, of course, there's the water, which is good. You can't have a bath without water. An additional proprietary mix of other herbs for stress, anxiety, insomnia, Sore muscles and inflammation are added, and they brew the soaking liquid an hour to an hour and a half before the customer arrives to get it in the proper condition. And after soaking, customers are massaged by Champa. She has been a masseuse since 2011. She continues the beer-infused experience by using essential oils and other elements in the massage that contain hops to create a rounded, relaxing experience. And after that, more relaxation and likely another beer or two from start to finish. The treatment lasts about 45 minutes. That seems a little slow. I need more than that. I need to be able to soak in that bath for about a half an hour, get a nice massage for about an hour. And it sounds to me like the only... Well, I would enjoy it. Mick the Brit, however, would enjoy it and that once he got into the tub... He would probably drink the contents of the tub, and that is not the purpose. It is to soothe your muscles and soothe your body in the tub. But what a great idea. Hops in the Spa, America's first beer spa in Sisters, Oregon. When I get to the West Coast, I think I'm going to have to try that because it does sound very relaxing indeed. You get uh, beer, you get to soak in spa tub, you get massage, but no word on happy ending. Although, you could get an inebriated ending. All right, one other thing. Lieutenants, we are just about, uh, let's see, maybe two and a half months, really, until the official start of summer. Well, not official. I call the official, the unofficial start of summer, really June 1st. When you think about summer, June, July, August, that three-month period. It is very likely, fellow Alphas, that this general, your commanding officer, may not be doing any editions of the Cigar Dave Show this summer. Why? I may be applying for a special summer internship with World of Beer, which is a Florida-based chain of craft beer taverns. Started here in the Cigar City, and they have spread now throughout, uh, I think, the southeast and even across the country. But this is a classic, a beer company, World of Beer, 
is advertising for new interns. They will hire three interns. You will travel the world, drink beer, and chronicle your experiences during the summer internship, and it pays you $12,000. All the beer you can drink, you can travel, they pay your expenses, and you get $12,000. You do not become an employee, so you don't get salary and benefits. But how many summer interns, how many people that are 21, just about to graduate or go into their senior year of college, would love to get paid 12 grand as an intern to travel the entire world, search out the best craft beer and food the world has to offer, capture the beer stories, document them by blogging or Facebooking, tweeting, sharing Vines, Periscopes, any of the other social media, drink beer, and get your travel expenses, food and lodging covered. That's a pretty good, that's a damn good deal. When I was an intern in the broadcast industry, I can tell you, they didn't pay me with beer and they didn't pay me with money. They paid with experience. So 12 grand is not bad. Three grand a month to drink beer and travel in style. Now, if you want to apply, again, I haven't decided if I'm going to apply, but if I do, I would probably get it. Because who better else than America's alpha male who has been living the good life and who's been espousing the good life for the last 20 and a half years to travel the world and get paid. So if that happens, I'm just telling you now, lieutenants and fellow alphas, I may not be here for three months. You may get stuck with Mick the Brit. I'm not so sure about that. I may have to stay. I may have to do both jobs. However, if you are interested in applying, go to the World of Beer's website. Just do a Google search for World of Beer. You have to submit your application before the March 26th deadline. You have to fill out a company application, create a one-minute video explaining why you're qualified and attend one of the remaining in-person interview events at World of Beer locations across the country. And actually, the next one is uh, today, March 19th, in Orlando. So for those of you that are interested, you better hop online. And by the way, you have to be a U.S. citizen. You have to be 21. So all of you that are underage can't apply. If you are an illegal alien, and we know we have about 13, 14 million of them here in the country, you can't apply either. You are out of luck. Lieutenants, when we come back, we will deal with the enemies of pleasure. Don't forget, our number two, we will be conducting alpha male grooming maneuvers. Operation Clean Shave today on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. 
Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. This week in the Cigar City, a portion of 2nd Avenue in Ybor City, East 2nd Avenue, was renamed Carlos Fuente Way in honor of Carlos Fuente of Arturo Fuente Cigars. And great picture in the Tampa Tribune and TBO.com, and we will post of Carlos on the ladder as they revealed the street sign underneath the special Carlos Fuentes Way underneath the 2100 block of East 2nd Avenue in Ybor City, not far, right near their, uh, their factory. So in honor, and by the way, uh, the J.C. Newman's uh, cigar company and Bobby and Eric Newman were the ones that uh, made it possible to rename Second Avenue in front of the Fuente Cigar Factory to Carlos Fuente Way. So nice tribute by the Newmans and a deserving honor to Carlos Fuente Sr. And for many years, Rich Dolak, who is with uh, J.C. Newman and Arturo Fuente, on a regular basis has always 
given me a couple of bundles of the Don Carlos private stash. And he said, Carlos Sr. wanted me to have, I told him I was going to see you. He wanted me to give you a couple of these bundles. So every year I get about three of these bundles to enjoy, sometimes more, maybe four. They're beautiful. And this is different than the regular Arturo Fuente Don Carlos. This is his personal reserve. Well, for the, it was slightly different than the regular blend. Well, for the very first time, to commemorate Carlos Fuente's 80th birthday in 2015 last year, Arturo Fuente released his private blend to consumers under the name Don Carlos Personal Reserve. They were available around the Christmas holidays. Slightly different blend altered to Carlos Fuente Sr.'s personal tastes. I always found that the blend was just slightly different than the Don Carlos. I found it to be just a little bit heartier, but yet very smooth at the same time. And so the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Personal Reserve is what I will enjoy today. It comes in two sizes, a 5-inch by 50 ring Robusto, suggested retail price of 14 and a box-pressed Bellicoso, which I will enjoy today, called the Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. Five and three-quarters inches in length, 52 ring gauge, has a very cool, almost square press to it. Beautiful Figurato 1195 is the suggested retail price. Wrapper is Cameroon, the filler binder Dominican, a beautiful medium-bodied cigar, very, very smooth, very hearty, over the top, in honor today of Carlos Fuente Sr. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I've got my Cigar Dave signature from the Lock and Load Research Laboratories. A uh, two, this is a small light. This is this fits right in the palm of your hand, but it's got an exposed tank and actually has two different jet flames that are angled. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, here comes the cut. Perfect cut of this Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, this is going to be good. Now I will puff and rotate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Delicious. Smooth. Great draw. Mm, mm, mm. Oh yeah. Mm, mm, mm. low on the foot of the cigar. Beautiful. Even amber glow. Perfect light. Perfect cuts. Perfect few puffs. So I give a tribute to Carlos Fuente Sr. on the special honor as part of Second Avenue in Ybor City, renamed to Carlos Fuente Way. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Now, day-to-day life is a menu with one item. Week after week tastes the same. But sometimes one minute 
has magic within it If we might call it by name I'd say that life is sane Mildly inviting You are listening to Frank Sinatra Jr. The dulcet tones of Frank Sinatra Jr. and Sadly, Frank Sinatra Jr. passed away earlier this week while on tour, doing the Sinatra Sing Sinatra tour. Took ill in Daytona Beach uh, this week. I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, passed away at the age of, I think it was 72 or 73, of cardiac arrest. And ironically, Steve-O, Sergeant Steve, what would you say, 73? 72, 72. Ironically, I... Uh, was traveling this week, but came home and turned on the TV, and within about five minutes, I saw a commercial promoting Frank Sinatra Jr.'s concert in St. Petersburg, right across from the Cigar City at the Mahaffey Theater. And I looked and said, Jesus, this weekend, I should probably pick up some tickets for that. And then Sergeant Steve sent me a, uh, a, uh, a text saying that Frank Sinatra Jr. had passed away. I didn't realize he was 72. And so in his memory... And in the memory of the great Frank Sinatra, I have opened up my special bottle of Jack Daniels Sinatra Century. And, and to think that Frank Sinatra turned 100 this year, would have turned 100, and Frank Sinatra Jr. passed away on the century mark of Frank Sinatra is uh, just a twist of irony. But I pulled out the Jack Daniels Sinatra Century. I don't open this very often. Gonna pour just a little bit of this, just a tad, not much. This is incredibly delicious. Flavorful, very rich. They use oak staves, a special type of oak stave that is cut on the inside to deliver extra charred flavor, I will say. Cheers, rest in peace, Frank Sinatra Jr. Mm. Mm -mm. It is Jack at its finest. A lot of flavor. A lot of oakiness, a little tang, and a bit of warmth. Today, we enjoy the good life, and we enjoy Jack Daniels, Sinatra Century, and we say rest in peace, Frank Sinatra Jr. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the new Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. This medium-bodied smoke is adorned with high-primed Ecuadorian Connecticut Oscuro wrapper, delivering tastes of toffee, nuts, and a hint of spice. New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo was inspired by the short run of 2012, and you will love it. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at Cigar Dave.com. It's 
an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. New York Times editorial, March 5th, headline, raise the legal age for cigarette sales to 21. Now, they say cigarette sales, but what they also mean is cigars as well. So even though cigarettes, they mean tobacco, which is cigars. So we can use those two terms interchangeably. And I want to read some excerpts from this editorial because the New York Times is so far off the mark, and you will see some of their arguments run counter to what the New York Times editorial board has been saying for many years about other type of issues as it relates to age. California could soon raise the legal age for buying cigarettes and other tobacco products to 18 Correction, to 21 from 18. That change could help prevent many young people from becoming addicted and reduce premature deaths from lung cancer and other tobacco-related diseases. The California Assembly last week joined the state Senate in passing a package of bills that would raise the age and allow local governments to impose taxes on tobacco products. And we all know, lieutenants and fellow alphas, the... New York Times and all the enemies of pleasure and the libs love taxes. Taxes are what they are addicted to. I continue. The bills now go back to the Senate for final passage. Governor Jerry Brown should sign these measures because they would significantly improve public health. Last year, Hawaii became the first state to pass a law to raise the legal age for purchasing tobacco to 21. More than 100 cities and counties, including Boston, 
New York City, and Suffolk County and Long Island have also adopted the policy. Four states, Alabama, Alaska, New Jersey, and Utah, set the legal age at 19, and the rest set it at 18. Unfortunately, in January, Governor Chris Christie vetoed legislation that would have changed New York's legal sale age to 21. I applaud, by the way, Governor Christie for doing that. He was right. The biggest reason to raise the legal age to 21 is to reduce young people's access to tobacco when they are more likely to become addicted and when their brains are still developing. Now, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. The New York Times editorial board says they concur that the legal age should be raised to 21 because when they're younger than 21, so between 18 and 21, they're, they're more likely to become addicted and when their brains are still developing. So I see. So our brains between 18 and 21 are not fully developed. However, our brains are developed enough at 18 to 21 to serve in the military, put your life on the line, and risk life and limb. Hmm. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. And furthermore, who are the biggest proponents for lowering the voting age from 21? I remind you, the voting age in this country used to be 21. And I believe it was back in the 70s that it was lowered to 18 because there were college campus protests and people were saying, especially the Democrats, we should lower the age. They're, they can serve in the military. They can die for their country, but they can't vote. Aha. So now we see the hypocrisy. So the New York Times says clearly in this editorial that we should raise the, the legal age to purchase tobacco products from 18 to 21 because between 18 and 21, the children's brains are still developing. Yet, they were a strong proponent of lowering the voting age from 21 to 18. And I haven't seen them contradict saying that people and, and, and men and women should be allowed to join the military and serve their country at 18. The hypocrisy reeks. Back to the editorial. The study found that raising the age to 21 nationwide would reduce access to cigarettes for people under 18, as well as cigars we can include, because most children get tobacco from slightly older friends and relatives. I don't buy that for a second. I don't believe that. Overall, the study concluded that changing the age to 21 should prevent 223,000 premature deaths and collectively add 4.2 million years to the lives of those born between 2000 and 2019. Well, we know that cigars in moderation, which is an average of, say, one cigar per day, and we know the average cigar connoisseur smokes probably two cigars a week, if that. So we know that we don't inhale cigars. We know that there's no correlation between secondhand cigar smoke and disease. And we also know that the average life expectancy of a cigar smoker is older, is, is, is larger, and has no effect. There is no decrease in longevity. And that is per the actuarial tables that insurance actuaries work on. These are geeks that basically sit in, in rooms and figure out they're all numbers guys. They're like accountants. They basically uh, they have no personality, and they, they just sit there. All, for those of you that are accountants, don't worry. Not everybody that is an accountant doesn't have, has, 
Some people that are accountants have personalities. But most of the time, the reason people become accountants is because they deal in numbers. They're hard and fast numbers. There's no gray area. So the actuary, uh, actuaries sit and calculate this stuff. That's why many, most, many and most life insurance companies do not penalize somebody, do not charge a higher premium if you are a cigar connoisseur. So I don't believe these figures. Again, they never say where these figures come from. No footnote. When you went to college, or even in high school, we were all taught, if you state a fact, you must footnote it. But the New York Times and all the other enemies of pleasure never footnote their studies or their sources. Back to the editorial. There's broad public support for making it harder for young people to buy tobacco. Nearly 75% of adults surveyed supported changing the age to 21, according to a 2015 paper by researchers at the CDC. Big majorities of former and even active smokers support the change. Now, I wonder what the support would be if we were to raise the age of voting from 18 to 21, and if we were to raise the age to serve in the military from 18 to 21. Do you know how fast the New York Times editorial board would come out and say, this is an outrage, this can't stand, this, we must allow people to vote at 18. They have a constitutional right, but yet we don't have a right at 18 to enjoy a cigar when we're of legal age and we can die for our damn country? The hell with that. Some will certainly argue that setting a higher age for tobacco sales infringes on young people's rights. California lawmakers who subscribe to such arguments put in a needless exception, allowing active-duty military troops to buy cigarettes and other tobacco products at 18. But there's a clear public interest in increasing the age for everybody, just as there was a compelling reason to make 21 the legal age to buy alcohol. Now, stop right there. Whoa, Nelly. California lawmakers put in an exemption. So active-duty military troops could buy tobacco products, including cigars, at 18. The rest of the citizens in California can't. And the New York Times says it's a needless exception. Let me ask the New York Times editorial board and the Salzburgers and all the other clowns that are executives, and by the way, Carlos Slim from Mexico, a big uh, shareholder in the New York Times, because as Donald Trump says, the New York Times is teetering on being broke, and that's true. The New York Times is deader than dead. But I find it interesting. Needless exception. So the men and women who serve at 18 are adult enough, mature enough, and brave enough to serve, yet the New York Times editorial board thinks that it's a needless exception to allow active-duty military troops to buy tobacco products at 18 that they should raise the price for them too? What kind of a cockamamie dumbass argument is that? That is that that flies in the face of of common sense. We ask our men and women to go into hell holes at 18 and 19 and 20. To be away from home, to put their life on the line, and who the hell are these bastards at the New York Times editorial board to give a big slap in the face and insult? these 18, 19, and 20-year-olds and say, yeah, you can go ahead and put your life on the line, but oh, by the way, you can't smoke a cigar where you're in an absolute hole in Afghanistan or in Iraq or anywhere else around the world.
That is absurd and makes no sense. But again, the New York Times and all the other libs and all the other enemies of pleasure are all about one thing, advancing their nanny state agenda. They're all smart. Those that sit in New York, in Manhattan, at the New York Times, the hallowed, esteemed New York Times, all the bullshit news that's fit to print, they can sit there and wag their fingers and say, we know what's right for the rest of America because we're sitting in our grand ivory tower. But those of you that want to have a cigar while you're in the military, you can go screw yourselves. You're too stupid. But yet, they're the same people that jump up and down if you say, hey, let's lower the voting age from 21 to 18. They will have an editorial on the front page of the paper tomorrow saying this is nothing more than trying to prevent people from exercising their constitutional rights, trying to lock out voting. It's Jim Crow laws all over again. On and on and on. Yet we can't have a cigar at the age of 18 when we're adults. The editorial wraps up saying California is often at the vanguard of important policy changes. The state's move toward raising the legal age to buy cigarettes should inspire other states to take similar steps to protect young people. Huh. Maybe we should protect mature, tax-paying citizens from the 18 to 21-year-olds who are in college that don't pay taxes from making stupid voting errors, like voting in a Bernie Sanders or a Hillary Clinton or other taxocrats that want to tax, tax, tax and create a socialist democratic system. Maybe we ought to do that. Let's protect those of us that are taxpayers. Of course, the New York Times will never go along with that. Screw the New York Times. And speaking of other states and other municipalities that have agreed to raise the age, this comes to us this week from Chicago. Mayor and ballerina-in-chief, he's the swell ballerina, Rahm Emanuel, he pushed a, uh, a bill that would increase tobacco taxes, raise the purchase age of tobacco from 18 to 21, and initially the city council voted it down. However, this week they voted, actually on Wednesday, they voted to increase taxes on cigars and other tobacco products by 20 cents and raise the tobacco purchase age from 18 to 21. Those changes will go into effect on July 1st. Originally, ballerina Rahm Emanuel proposed a 90-cent increase in the tax. Absolutely absurd. When you look at all the taxes, it's going to cost you now about a 30-40% excise uh, in taxes, excise amount, based upon an MSRP of a cigar. 35 to 10, the city council voted in favor of this nonsense. But one thing that the city council stripped out Rahm Emanuel wanted to criminalize the possession of tobacco products by those under the age of 21. So if you're under the age of 21, you're visiting Chicago, you have a cigar sticking out of your pocket, some Chicago cop comes up and says, Sir, you're under arrest for possession of a cigar under the age of 21. Great. Do you think the cops and the police want to be arresting people at 18, 19, 20, or 20, just under 21 for having a cigar or tobacco in their pocket? Hell no absurd. Folks, I have to tell you, the United States, this is, and I hate to say this, we are not a great country anymore. And I know that's a controversial statement, but we're not a great country because now we have these nannies and these nincompoops in Washington, in the state governments, the state houses, and city hall that are dictating how we should live our lives. 
and they're doing everything they can, a small minority of people, to dictate their moral views on how we should live our lives. Enough is enough. And by the way, if Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders wins the general election in November, we are all screwed. The final and concluding segment of this hour comes your way next. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers. Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Next hour, Cigar Dave conducts Operation Clean Shave to give you tips on how to look your best as an alpha male. And I can tell you this morning, I got a just close, comfortable, incredibly smooth shave. My face feels like a baby's ass. It is that soft. And we will tell you everything you need to know about alpha male grooming maneuvers, Operation Cleave Shave next hour. Two special guests, Kurt Iverson from Gillette. And Art Roberts, the personal barber coiffurist to the general. And I'm going to uh, actually, uh, we probably will do a little thing on how to get a proper uh, straight shave. I'm not sure I want to have anybody with a blaze, uh, you know, a razor or an open blade against my throat. However, we will do that in the next hour. Now, on Twitter earlier this week, on Tuesday evening after the primaries, Hillary Clinton was delivering her victory speech. And whenever she gives her speech, she just looks miserable. 
which is like every Democrat. When you look at Debbie, Debbie uh, Brillopad-Schultz, it's the same thing. She always looks mis- They're never happy. Taxocrats are never happy. They're always miserable. The whole country's falling apart. Nobody has jobs. Nobody has education. You look at every Democrat convention for the last 70 years, they all say the same damn thing. So I tweeted out something in the evening saying, can speech Clinton wins and she's still miserable because all of her speeches are canned off the teleprompter. So a woman replied by the name of Trace, and she said, typical white male BS, exclamation point. What is this, the Jeb campaign? Get some powder on that chap. I have no idea what she meant by that. However, I replied and retweeted, playing the white race card, so microaggressive. Heading to a college campus safe zone now. Hashtag white lives matter. And speaking of safe zones, University of Pittsburgh, the Pitt Panthers, students were in tears and feeling unsafe after Milo Yiannopoulos spoke at the campus. They felt unsafe. They felt hurt. Their feelings were hurt. Mm. Nothing more than feelings. Cue up Morris Albert and feelings. Trying to forget my Feelings of love. We don't want these participation trophy college students having hurt feelings, do we? Hmm, we don't want anybody saying something that could make them cry, make them upset, because the world is perfect. The First Amendment is evil, because these University of Pittsburgh students were upset. They felt demeaned. They felt insulted. Too damn bad. University of Pittsburgh Student Government Board held a meeting after Breitbart tech editor Mila Yiannopoulos spoke, during which students described themselves as feeling hurt and unsafe. During his talk, Yiannopoulos called students who believe in a gender wage gap idiots. Ooh, he called someone an idiot. He declared the Black Lives Matter movement a supremacy group. Ooh, he actually had the audacity to make a negative comment and called feminist man-haters. Well, most of them are. Most of them couldn't get a man if their life depended on it, prompting a handful of 20-something-year-olds to feel upset and hurt. Board member Jack Heidecker said at the meeting, just because we have to be neutral with our funding doesn't mean we're personally neutral. I hurt yesterday, too. Marcus Robinson A student and president of the Pittsburgh Rainbow Alliance said, so many of us shared in our pain. I felt I was in danger. I felt so many people in that room were in danger. He said that the university should have provided a room to protect students who felt traumatized by Yiannopoulos' opinions. Another person said, this is more than hurt feelings. This is about real violence. We know that the violence against marginalized group happens every day in this country. That so many people walked out of that event feeling in literal physical danger is not all right. Look, here's the reality. We have the First Amendment. College campuses used to be a bastion of free ideas, of debate, of controversial opinion, where people could exchange discussion, intellectual debate, participate in new ideas. Now college campuses are these bastions of BS safe zones where 
You micro, you say something wrong, all of a sudden you've microgressed. And students that were once taught that that multiple, multi opinions, multiple opinions, differing opinions were good. We're supposed to be encouraged on a college campus. Now, they're taught to believe and agree with a single narrative, a single doctrine. They are now narrow-minded, unchallenged lemmings. And I find it amazing. Do these people not understand the significance of the First Amendment? The First Amendment, you have the right to speak. They have the right to speak. Liberals, Democrats, communists, socialists, Nazis. Yes, sometimes their speech is going to be offensive. But that's the price we pay for living in a free and open society with a First Amendment that guarantees the right to speech, right to a free media, and right to worship whatever you choose to do. Unreal. We have created a nation of college student pussies. It is pathetic. Lieutenants, next hour, alpha male grooming maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave, right around the corner. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, this morning, I got in the shower. Nice and hot. I took some Noxema while in the shower. I lathered it up on my face, then some shaving cream, and I got an incredibly smooth, silky shave. And we, as alpha males, spend many hours throughout the course of a month Hundreds of hours, well, I wouldn't say hundreds, but probably thousands of hours throughout the course of our lifetime doing the act that cavemen and men of all species have been trying to deal with since man first came on the planet, and that is getting a close, comfortable shave. This hour on the Cigar Dave Show, it is Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave, front and center. Grab your shaving cream, grab your razor, and get ready for a silky, close, comfortable shave. Being an alpha male involves proper grooming. I have always said impeccable grooming is essential to being an alpha male. You have to look the part. Imagine James Bond, if you will. Always look the part. He looked good. He always had a clean-shaven face. He looked, walked around and just emitted an aura of alphaness. And we as alpha males like to do the same thing. And even though shaving throughout the ages has changed, one thing that most men still enjoy, and that is a close, smooth, comfortable, and cutlass shave. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers Operation Clean Shave, Kurt Iverson of the Gillette Razor Company. 
Kurt, a pleasure to have you on. And when you look at the average man has 25,000 hairs on his face, hard as copper wire, it is essential to properly prepare the face, properly shave. We have to use all the latest available technology to get that perfect shave. Yeah, great to be here, Dave. And, uh, you know, we've been in that business for quite a while. You know, we really, there's there's so much variety about what a man wants to make his face look like these days. We don't even, we don't even talk about just clean shaving. You know, a lot of what we do is create uh, these really precision tools so that a guy can get a clean shaven look. He can get, you know, a maintained beard type look. Uh, could be just a mustache. You name it. Today, everybody's got something different. Yeah, and there's no question that the last number of years we're seeing more and more men go unshaven for a day or two. I personally don't like that. Maybe it's old school. I, I probably go unshaven maybe 10 days a year just to give my beard a little bit of a break. But I have a very, very alpha male beard. It is thick. It is dark. And I always say I don't get 5 o'clock shadow. I get like 1 in the afternoon shadow. So wow. I always want that clean shave. But before we even get into the specifics, you know, it's interesting because the Egyptians were really the first to shave. They bathed several times a day. They removed body hair. And in many instances, they used a very rudimentary clamshell. And when you think about the shaving technology today, I cannot imagine using a clamshell on my baby face, Kurt. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, it's amazing that the start of the Gillette Company was really almost due to the techno technological improvement of being able to flatten metal and make something that you could that you could um, sharpen immediately and then throw away. Uh, before that, the tool of a razor was you know such a prized device that you actually kept it and you'd have to take it in for periodic sharpenings. You'd have to strop it in between. Uh, and it, it was just a big hassle. So, you know, we've come a long way. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. While doing some research, I looked at what one of the original razors were. They used uh, shards of flint, scallop shells, splinters of obsidian, which is volcanic glass with razor-sharp razor edges. And the Egyptians were the first to really use sharpened knives of copper or bronze. But only the wealthiest members of society would be shaved because... It was very expensive, and it was very. It wasn't uh, like today, where we walk into a, a supermarket, a drugstore, a convenience store, pick up uh, a razor. Very, very different back then. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think you know, a lot of the conveniences that we have now, were, you know, it seems like you know we added this, a second pivot to our razor, and uh, really in the last few years, that's been like a big, a big advance. But uh, in reality, we, we're still making innovations. Uh, every day, even though you know we're still doing the same job of cutting cutting the hair. And let's talk about Gillette because the the founder King Gillette had a very unique concept, and that was uh, sell the the razor relatively inexpensively, but pe keep people coming back to buy the blades. And it's worked pretty well since uh, he founded the company. I think over 100 years ago. Yeah, and everybody talks about that as an economic strategy, but in reality, it, it goes back to the fact that uh, the disposable. Uh, metal razor uh, preceded this kind of an appliance when you had that, you know, the, the ability to get a shave, you know, back in the 1800s was going to a barber and visiting a guy who owned that, you know, fancy blade that he kept shined and kept, uh, kept nice and sharp, uh, or doing that yourself, which meant stropping the blade, sharpening it yourself, and then periodically you would take it into a professional to have it sharpened as well. And so it was maintaining an appliance that was kind of expensive and very inconvenient, 
um, that really led to the idea of having uh, flattened metal that you could throw away when you're done using it. And I remember my dad had, uh, you talk about a flat metal blade, and they're making a comeback right now where you had the razor and you unscrewed the top, you know, and and like these doors opened up and you put the the blade, single-edged blade uh, that had two sides, and that's the first recollection I can remember of my father shaving, and those are making a comeback right now. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of plenty of people that will go to the trouble of doing that. Now, there's, you know, so many technological advantages today of the cartridge blades in, on the safety front, uh, and, and you don't have to be as skilled necessarily in doing the shave yourself. Uh, but there is a contingent of people out there that will use you know, the old double-edged razor, and, you know, they actually go back and get old Gillette razors, and they can replate those. Uh, so you'll go out on eBay, and you'll see kind of kind of collectors who are getting our old razors and getting them back into shape. Yeah, and the, I think that the other thing I remember is 1971, Gillette introduced the Track 2, the first twin-blade shaving system, which really was revolutionary. It, it gave you a great shave, less nicks and cuts and blood, uh, didn't need to use the styptic pencil as often, and really that was a, a probably for about five six years that was that was kind of king of the hill. Yeah, absolutely, and it you know it's still today. I mean, from one to two blades was a big jump, but then adding three blades and then five blades was also there, and it's all it's all based on the uh, the principle of science of hysteresis. So all that means is that when you go you know down into your beard and look at it on a microscopic level it's really kind of a less of the hair feel than more of a rubbery type of uh situation right there where it, uh, where you'd be cutting and so the idea is that you know the first blades will start the pulling procedure and kind of pull that that rubbery uh root of the hair out for the second blade to cut and i think so, the first razor i had was the gillette atra which was i think a two blade twin blade but it had this contouring like the the head pivoted that was like the first major innovation and i had that atra for i think ages probably five six years and then i remember you came out with the gillette sensor and then the big one i think was 1998 you came out with the mach 3 which had three blades which was huge i remember as soon as it came out i had to get one yeah and I, you know i think a lot of guys are the same way with every innovation that we bring out um and there really is a big difference. I mean, you know, just the pivot itself, you know, helps you put the blade where it's supposed to be on your face. And uh, all the way before that, all the way through the 60s, the 50s, and all the way back in those double-edge uh, double era, you had to have the skill. You had to be waking up in the morning and be ready to uh, do a skilled razor shave on yourself. And so, you know, adding some of these niceties to it, uh, you know, is somewhat of a convenience but it's also really about safety. And I think, you know, any your grandfather, if you talk to him about his shaving habits uh, versus yours, he'd probably say, you know, two or three times a week, I probably cut myself because I'm not a perfect shaver. And, and these days, I think it's pretty rare to talk to people who cut themselves. Exactly. I, you know, I've got a large styptic pencil that I use that if I do cut myself, I use it, it stops the bleeding. I don't use little paper towels or, or toilet paper on my face and walk yeah. around with it all day. And a lot of people don't know what a styptic pencil is. And that's primarily because the incidence of people cutting themselves is vast, vastly reduced with the shaving technology. And I know that the Gillette Fusion with five blades was revolutionary. And a couple of years ago, 
I want to say it's maybe about two years ago, you came out with the Flexball, the Gillette Fusion Flexball, where not only did the cartridge pivot up and down, but now you had the flex ball, which pivoted sideways, which gives you a very close shave, especially in the crevices, kind of around the jawbone and, and around the chin. Uh, and it takes a little bit of getting used to, but we don't even think about cutting ourselves the way that people did 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And you, you know, you can get a lot closer shave without, you know, a huge amount of skill and effort and, you know, just paying attention to it at, at an early stage of the morning where most people, you know, want to want the convenience of getting ready and getting out in the day. We will continue on our diversions hour with alpha male grooming maneuvers, operation clean shave, as we continue right around the corner here on the cigar Dave show. The general is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky? You both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices, is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar, Jarguera H. Upman. 
Experience Jarguera, a chocolate. Now what's your local tobacconist? And visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Just any kind of beard and skin Makes you wish you had a double chin Yeah, and this is Bing Crosby The name of this diminutive disc is Music to Shave By Now the trumpet needlework on that first selection Was by none other than the ineluctable, the indestructible You talking about me, Daddy? The often back of the open horn, Mr. Louis Armstrong Say, Louis, what ditty have you chosen to help us shave by? The General is conducting Operation Clean Shave to help you look and feel like an alpha. Kurt Iverson the, from Gillette is our guest for Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave. And, Kurt, we've talked about some of the different blades and the razors, obviously, Gillette has. Uh, and there's also the disposables, which we didn't get into. But to me, I can't, I just find that disposables are great in a pinch. But because I have such a thick beard that I really need a top-quality uh, razor, the handle, and I also need a top-quality uh, a cartridge. So that's why I really like the Gillette Fusion. I just can't use, to me... If I go to use a disposable, it just cuts me. So certainly there is a difference in quality level uh, from, you know, one of the disposables compared to one of the cartridges, which really is a highly engineered device. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, I think it's great for, you know, anybody to, to use what works best for them. Uh, but you're really, you're really going to get a, a better quality shave as well as um, financially. It's a lot cheaper if you uh, stick with the system that you can replace the cartridge on because those cartridges are designed to last up to a month uh, under average use. So, you know, you, you could actually, you know, work on keeping the blade dry between shaves, taking fewer strokes, and there's a lot of ways to make your cartridge last even longer. And that, you know, every shave you get out of it is just a little bit cheaper than it, than it costs you. Kurt, if I used a cartridge for a month, <laughs> my my face would be absolute stubble the second I walked out. I, I, if I get, to me, because I have such a thick beard, uh, I, I get about a week out of them. I, I couldn't get longer, but I just find, to me, I like to have a nice, comfortable shave. And I find that because it's so, you know, the beard, again, we're talking the equivalence of copper wire. And I shave in the shower, which which we'll talk about different methods but to me, I get about maybe a week, eight, nine days. That's, that's about it for me. But everybody's beard is different. I got a friend, a month, no problem, because he doesn't have a real thick beard. It's very, very light. Yeah, and it's like that. And it's even, you know, it's even people's style of shaving. There's people that take, you know, 300 strokes, which I couldn't imagine spending that much time, you know, stroking and, and getting down to the last hair. I can pretty much accomplish that in, you know, 30, 40 strokes. But uh, there is a wide difference in the way guys shave. Well, you know, it's interesting because I timed out this morning knowing we were going to be conducting uh, grooming conversational maneuvers. I spent 13 minutes. Now, I shave in the shower because I like the heat of the shower. It softens my beard. Uh, and I actually start with a coat of Noxema because uh, I want as smooth a shave as possible and, and as comfortable a shave. And then I use the shaving cream, so I prep the beard. But it took me 13 minutes this morning, and I figured it out that I shave, out of 365 days a year, I probably shave 360 days. So about 15 days a year, I don't shave. 
That comes out to 4,680 minutes. That is 78 hours that I spend throughout the course of a year shaving. That's almost two work weeks. And that yeah. is really, it, I, I was blown away by that statistic. But the fact of the matter is we as men, and I always remember my father said, trust me, you don't want to shave. You don't want to shave. And as a kid, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to shave. <laughs> now, trust me, wish I didn't have to shave. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, you know, I think you bring up a good point because if you spend that much time doing anything, you might as well make it the most comfortable and you might as well have a system to it, you know, where you use your Noxzema, you use whatever products that you want. I mean, a lot of guys use shave oil ahead of putting on the shave cream before they shave. Um, and there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, there's a lot of different products for aftershave. So, you know, if anything you're going to spend that much time doing in your life, you might as well enjoy it, make it comfortable, make it a system for you that works. And Gillette has gotten into not only the 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 blade obviously with blades that's their history but now has gotten into shave gels and shave creams and shave lotions and so on and after uh, after shave bombs so you've also expanded your portfolio there but I think the key is the first step in shaving and from from a number of people experts that I've talked to dermatologists they said the first thing is you want to prepare your face you want to make sure that either a hot towel or you shave in the shower you want to make sure that when you do apply your shave cream or your shave gel that you know you really work it in you want to get that beard as soft as you can and you want to lift those hairs so you really want to massage it in uh, and then when you shave and you you being with Gillette I'm sure you've researched this and Gillette has researched this you want to shave initially with the grain yeah, we you know we have hundreds of guys that come in to to our research facilities. We have one in UK and we have one up here in Massachusetts, and uh, we watch them shave every day. And so you know we see what works best. We see all the different uh, theories and all the different ways guys shave. But you know preparation certainly makes it a lot more comfortable experience. And uh, shaving in the shower is great because you've got that you know a mass of moisture there. You know you can accomplish that in front of the sink too. But you're just going to have to work on getting the water up to your face, which can be kind of a sloppy process. Yeah, I'm very messy when I shave. So that's the great thing with a shower. As soon as I'm done uh, shaving, I turn the, the water nice and uh, cold, and I just uh, pat my face, and it's all cleaned up, and I don't have to worry about making a mess in the sink. And we're seeing a renaissance also, Kurt, of people using those badger-haired shave brushes as well as the shave creams or the shave uh, soaps. That's also, it, it seems like we're going retro when it comes to men's grooming. Yeah, a little bit. And I think, you know, there's, you know, there's kind of uh, that, that back to the, back on the time clock to doing what your grandfather did. And uh, you can certainly make great, you know, great shave cream. Uh, you know, we, we have a, an arm called the art of shaving, which uh, does shaving kind of at a, a mall type store as well as selling all the project, the products like the badger brush uh, Etc. Uh, and, and it can be, you know, that helps lift your beard too. So you could use the brush, you know, rubbing that that shave cream into your face, and that helps lift the beard as well. So, you know, there's some things from the old processes uh, that help you out. It just is going to take a little more time. So there's a lot of people that just prize the convenience of be able to spray out a little gel or foam and, and go from there. Guiding you to the most comfortable close shave you can possibly get without any destruction of your baby face. It is Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave, here on The Cigar Dave Show. The March 
selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo. This cigar is medium-bodied, rich and creamy, with an earthy sweetness that finishes with wood tones on the palate. New Wave Reserva from E.P. Carrillo has an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Cigar Dave's Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers continue so you can look your best with just a little work. Or in my case, a lot of work. We're talking with Kurt Iverson of Gillette as we discuss Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers Operation Clean Shave. When you look at the average person as they shave, do you find that you said some people could do 800 strokes, some 40? Is there an average that Gillette has calculated how many minutes or how many strokes that the average person undergoes while shaving? Yeah, you know, and, and actually in researching our product, we actually put an, a different spin on this. Our, our latest project is called ProShield, and it gives us a little bit of lubrication both before and after the blades. Everybody's pretty familiar with the, the lubrication strip that happens after the blades because we've had that for a few years. Now we've created a cartridge that goes before and after. And the way we, the way we got to that was in observing men. We actually gave them a razor. We talked to them beforehand and, you know, took a poll of how many strokes do you think you take? And, you know, invariably they said 40, 50. And when we actually gave them a razor that counts their strokes, 
kind of this you know, with an app for your iPhone that actually counts the strokes as you're shaving. What we found is 120 was what the average guy was really taking. And what that meant was he's taking restrokes. He's taking strokes uh, after he's already taken off the shave cream. And so what that means is, you know, you're going over the same place, but without the protection of the shave cream. And so uh, adding that lubrication bar ahead of the, the blades is going to help provide a little bit of protection once that shave cream's gone. Well, Kurt, what I do is I always go, uh, I lather up and I do, I go down uh, with the grain on each side. I leave my mustache area and chin for afterwards. Then when I'm done going down with the grain, I apply shave cream again because I underneath around my neck I get very sensitive. And then what I do is I, I take the, the uh, razor, start in the middle underneath my, kind of my, my Adam's apple, and then I start going upwards towards the chin and towards the jawbone. Uh, and I do that, and then on the sides. Then I put some shaving cream on the mustache area and the, the chin, and I find I take the most amount of time in the chin area. That, with all the contours there, and one of the things I like about the Gillette blades is that you have a single blade uh, in addition to the five blades on the Fusion, but there's a single trimming blade that you have that I use around kind of like the nose as well as in the different crevices and wells of the chin, and that really allows me to get a nice, uh, nice clean shave, nice and close. Yeah, I mean, that tool is great, and, and the Fusion name is actually, that's what it's all about. It was the fusion of the regular blade as well as the blade on the back that allows you to get into those angles. So that's really where the name came from. And one of the uh, things, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think, and that's, you know, that's, that's really the thing. A lot of, a lot of the trimming as well, you know, for guys with mustaches or with beards, you know, that, that really lets you get in there and do some uh, detail work. And one of the things I find is that, that I see people, if I'm uh, out and about uh, after playing golf or, or out and about, you'll see guys that will shave and then they just continually shave, but they don't rinse their razor from the whiskers and all the shaving cream that accumulates. And I think the key also is you want to keep a nice, lubricated razor, nice hot water, but you want to keep it clean. You don't want all that accumulation because you want that blade to be able to get to the, to the whisker. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, our power razor, uh, has a little bit more, uh, wings to it that, that shed the, the shaving cream a little bit easier too. So that, that kind of helps if you have a guy who's you know, using cartridges that get clogged a lot. And that kind of depends on, you know, again, how, how heavy and thick that, uh, that your beard is. So I was uh, doing some research uh, for this segment, and I came across an article that talked about how to do a two-minute shave. Now, I don't know about you. There's no way I can <laughs> shave in two minutes. If forced, I probably could, but uh, you, know, you might sacrifice uh, a few blood vessels. Uh, blood vessels, and, you know, I just I want a nice, smooth shave. I, just, I don't want to feel that stubble right after you shave. And, you know, many men use an electric shaver, which is fine. And I know that I think Gillette uh, owns Braun, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. So you have people, and I know my, one of my grandfathers used to use an electric razor to work for him. For me, if I shave with an electric razor, I have uh, 5 o'clock shadow about 20 minutes later. It just doesn't cut the way my, my fusion razor does. But I came across this article, a two-minute shave, and here's what it says. Run a basin of hot water to prepare. Take a steaming towel perhaps a dash of your favorite cologne, fold it in half, hold it onto your face for about 15 seconds so it's nice and hot. Immerse your, your if, you, if you use shaving cream or use a brush, immerse it in hot water, and then 
you know, put the shaving cream and the soap all over your face, get it nice and in there, you know, really work it in. Then basically shave all the way down, then shave up, shave around your, your uh, uh, mustache and your chin, and they think two minutes. There's no way I can do that in two minutes. I, for me, it's 13 minutes. I would say I, most of my friends I've talked to doing research, they said they average about five to seven minutes for shaving. Let me ask Sergeant Steve, how many minutes? Five to seven? Yeah. About five to seven minutes. So I'm probably on the higher end because, again, I have a thick beard. But I just don't see how people can do a two-minute shave. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, that's those are the right steps, and all that sounds familiar. But that would be that would be speeding through it for most guys. Now let's talk about after shaving. Now after what I do is personally, and lieutenants, if you want to follow the general's five-star shaving protocol, be my guest. But as soon as I'm done, I take a nice cool water. And I pat it. I don't immerse it. I just pat it because I want to close those pores. I take a little bit of Noxema while I'm in the shower. So I get the, uh, you know, the skin nice and soft condition. It ends up washing off anyway because then I, I wash my hair. And then afterwards, now I don't, I, I use witch hazel. Now some people like to use, I know that Gillette's got a, an aftershave balm, which I've used, which is very good. I know there's after. There's a whole bunch of other products. I just find for me a little bit of that astringent uh, gets rid of the redness. And then just a little bit of spray of uh, aftershave or cologne afterward. Uh, but what, what, what do you recommend? As, a, as somebody who's an insider, a professional, Kurt, what do you recommend? Well, you know, again, everybody's different, and I, I think you've got a tough face because that witch hazel, would, for me, would, would be a little tough. Right. Uh, I tend to want to go with something that's more like a balm, mm-hmm. uh, something that will you know, kind of soak in. A little bit more like a lotion will soak in and kind of add some moisture there where you've taken away a little bit of moisture. You know, the one thing that people don't talk about that much, but shaving is exfoliating. So you're literally taking some skin, some dead skin away. Women will actually, you know, have a number of gadgets that they use to exfoliate their face because they don't shave. Men don't need that. So basically you're, you need to replace moisture after you've uh, exfoliated. Yeah, people don't, because it actually, when you shave, it removes uh, two layers of skin in addition to the whiskers. So you definitely need something. You don't want anything that's going to make your face oily or shiny, but you want something that's going to really just soothe it. And I know you've got the Gillette uh, Sensitive Skin After Shave Gel, which I've used, which has got a very nice, clean, almost minty type of of uh, feel to it. And it's uh, not goopy at all. And I think it's a couple of bucks in the store. It's not not expensive at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, literally you go to the art of shaving and there's, you know, there's walls of different choices and different scents and different brands to, to take a look at. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. And, and you hit it right on the head. The art of shaving has, uh, t- I mean, here's lavender aftershave and unscented. And, you know, that's the other thing. So many men can be sensitive because, again, when you're when you're taking those razors and you are, you know, exfoliating that skin, you're getting rid of the whiskers. I think the key is you've got to do something afterward. And some people are allergic to different scents. So many times you see unscented products now more and more so than you did a number of years ago. Yeah. And there's some guys that just, they don't want to combine scents between, um, you know, their, their cologne, um, with everything else. So some, some guys want a, a no, a no smell base and then they put on the cologne later. Kurt, what, uh, you know, Gillette, it seems, has taken the, the technology. As soon as you say there's no way they can come up with any, I mean, five razor blades. I remember when you had three. I'm like, where else can you take it? And then you came out with Fusion. So where is the next frontier for shaving? Where is the Gillette technology research and development? What are they working on? What are we going to see? What are your predictions over the next, say, you know, two to five years? 
Well, you know, I don't have any big secrets that I can tell right now. But all I can say is that every time we bring out an innovation, it seems like it's really innovative and amazing for about a week. And then everybody starts saying, you know, why didn't you have two pivots all along? You know, it should have been two pivots, you know, since the 70s. Right. I mean, it was the 1970s until, you know, just a, a couple of years ago that we had one pivot versus two. So, you know, the things that we add, it, it takes quite a few years of testing. And, uh, you know, really, we look we look to the consumer to tell us what they need. So, again, like with uh, with the new ProShield cartridge, you know, the idea is that guys need this because of the way they shave. They're shaving and skipping um, that second layer of shaving cream that you do uh, on your shower. And I'm going to give that a try. Next time I, I buy some refills, which will probably be next week, I will give that a try, and I will certainly let you know. Because I know that, that every time one of a new razors come out, I've always gone to try it because, to me, I, I'm always – I think every man is looking for the closest, smoothest, easiest, most comfortable shave. So if that means you can get even closer – that's fine. And one thing I will say, in a, in a, in a, in a, if you are really in a tight situation where you, and we've all done this, we've run out of shaving cream or shave gel, we're traveling, we forget it. A, a couple of female friends of mine gave me a great idea. They said, when you're in a pinch, because I always have used soap in the past. The problem with soap, I find, is that because there's really not a lot of lubricants in it, you get a very close shave, but it really can, can be very tough on your skin. But they gave me a great idea. They said, in the event that you forget your shaving cream or your shave gel, use hair conditioner because it's yeah. got a lot of uh, the emollients. And, uh, and so, I, sure enough, about two weeks after they told it to me, I'm traveling. I go to take out some of the shaving cream, gone. Nothing left. Then I remember the little trick. I gave it a try. Lo and behold, it actually worked pretty damn well. I wouldn't want to do it every day, but in a bind, it actually worked very, very well. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Kurt, so uh, what, real quickly, because yeah, I'm sure you have some stats at, at Gillette. What do you find? What, how many times does the average man shave? How many times does the average person change their blades? Give us some, some fun statistics on the art of shaving, if you will. Well, you know, honestly, every guy's very different. But, uh, you know, guys these days are taking a couple days off a week where they don't shave. Um, and, again, kind of, you know, I don't know what your age is, but uh, I go back to the Miami Vice era. and it's, uh, That's me too. Yep. There you go. So, you know, these things, these fashions come in and out of style. And uh, I think, you know, you get a little bit of that uh, out in the public these days, you know, when you look at the fashion scene. Well, if Crockett and Tubbs only had a Gillette Fusion, I guarantee you they would have been clean-shaved every day on Miami Vice. There you go. <laughs> Kurt Iverson of Gillette, we appreciate it as we've been uh, talking alpha male grooming maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave, trying to get you the closest, comfortable, and uh, most delightful shave that you can possibly get because we want to go look the alpha male part, look like James Bond, always well-groomed, well-shaved. It's all about looking good, feeling good, and it's all about alpha male grooming. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hi, I know everybody's familiar with the 95 rated decade one of the finest cigars ever made and produced by Rocky Patel. Well, he outdid himself. I'm here to introduce a new Decade Cameroon, 
It's got a beautiful African Cameroon wrapper on it. And when you put this wrapper with the wonderful blend of the Decade Cigar, it just takes it to another level. You get that little sweetness on the back of your palate. You get the cedar, the hickory notes with a little bit of spice. You know what I want to do? I want to just sit in my backyard or on my patio or a bar stool and enjoy the cigar. You can take it all the way down. I tell you, Rocky, you outdid yourself on this one. And if you haven't tried it, it's going to be at your local retail store. Go get yourself one. You won't be disappointed because this cigar, man, does it smoke great. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. sad story to tell you it may hurt your feelings a bit last night when i walked into my bathroom i stepped in a big pile of shaving cream be nice and clean shave every day and you'll always look keen the general is conducting operation clean shave to help you look and feel like an alpha. As we continue with alpha male grooming maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave, I have moved to the official barber and coiffurist of the general, Art Roberts of Arts Place in South Tampa. Art, been going to you a long time, and even though my coiffure is difficult, it could be worse. It could be Wayne Newton, and you'd be spending 24 hours a day on that bouffant. That would be very tough to have Wayne Newton in the chair. Now, Art, we're talking about clean shave maneuvers. Straight razor shaving has become popular once again. When you look at probably the 50s and 60s, it was very, very popular. But in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, kind of waned, but there's a renaissance, a resurgence going back to a straight razor shave. You see it at many malls and many barber shops across the country. Why is that? Well, I think the uh, the young man of this of the this generation has really come into his own that he wants to be his father's generation again and I think that it's going back it's went back to you know taking good care of yourself and treating yourself to the finer things in life I remember as a kid growing up in Buffalo Art at the Statler Hilton Hotel Barbershop uh, they had on the side of the barber chairs they had that strap and they would they would sharpen it and then they would do the the neck and you know to me when you get a if you go to a barber you should get your neck shaved they should do the sides and it's all done with a straight razor. Correct. The straight razor gives you a lot cleaner than just the edge of a clipper blade. The straight razor makes it nice and clean and makes you feel refreshing. Now, the one thing, though, is when you, if you're going to use a straight razor yourself, probably a little difficult compared to somebody else giving you a shave, correct? Correct. It's very hard because your arm is attached to your body, and it's hard to get the right angle with a straight razor. 
right. So when somebody comes to you for a straight raise, why don't you talk about the preparation involved? Uh, how do you treat the face, soften the beard? Give us the entire process. Well, first of all, I, I lay him back in the chair, and I soften it up with uh, some lather and some cleaning uh, product, which is, softens it up. And then what I do, I go into my barrage of towels. The hot towels are what they all like. The barrage, Art, that's very fancy. The barrage. Barrage of towels, yes. And I would hit them with towels after towel after towel, continuing in, in between to lather their beard up again to really soften it up for a very, very good shave. We talked about earlier in the hour that the male whisker has the equivalent strength of copper wire. Actually, it's stronger than copper wire. The hair is the copper wire on the head. Actually, the whisker is stronger than the hair on the head. Wow, I did not realize that. So you really have to soften it up. Otherwise, you're really going to get a tough shave with a lot of irritation. Correct. And, you, and when you're going to set somebody back, you have to really analyze their face and see how their beard grows in different areas, and they have uh, different cowlicks. And a lot of men's beards grow with the same texture, the same way their hair grows on their head. If their hair, they have a little cowlick in the front or they have a little swirl in the back or something like that, they're bound to have a little swirl on, under their chin or on the side of their face. So the, after you've done the, you've, you've moistened the beard, you've got the lather, then it comes time to the straight razor. Now, do you change blades every time, or do you use a sharp, uh, you use a strap to sharpen? No, I actually change blades just for um, safety and cleanliness. Uh, the state of Florida doesn't really want you using the actual old straight razor. Right. What I use is called a nape razor, and there I change blades. And usually when I do a, a straight razor shave, I use two blades. I'll do go over it first, and then what I'll do, I'll go over the whole face, and I'll, I'll prep it again, and then I'll put hot towels again, and then I'll, I will shave it again for that extra close shave. So what is the key when you're doing a straight razor shave? Give us the process. What is the key to getting a, a close shave, uh, realizing that you're not in that person's shoes, really? They know their, their face, but you can see it from a different angle. Well, correct. And, and what I like, I like a guy with has a little bit of skin that you can stretch. Stretching the skin is paramount in shaving. Um, guys with a little bit of weight on their body are nice. Uh, I'd rather have a guy with a fat face than a guy with a, with a uh, cleft chin. That chin is tough. You know, the Kurt Douglas chin, it's hard to get in the, in the groove there, but you just got to work it out. But stretching it and knowing how the, the, um, the hair grows. So you go with the grain or against the grain? Well, I, I will go against the, well, with the grain, excuse me, starting out. And then when I soften it up for the second time, I will, I will feel with my hands. And it's all a feel process. And it it's all comes with a lot of experience. And then you will go, depending on how bad the grain is, you, I will finish it up against the grain in certain areas. How long does it take to do a straight shave? Um, a good half hour to 40 minutes. It's definitely longer than if you're going to use your, your Gillette uh, you know, in, in your shower or in your bathroom. Yes, a lot longer. And I think part of it also is you have to be careful because you want to avoid any cuts. Correct. After the shave is complete, what is the post-shave process? Well, what you do is after you, you – I give them a hot towel at the end of the shave, and then what I will do, I will find – I have some uh, after-shave lotions that I put on and possibly some witch hazel. If it's, if, it's, if it's got a little irritation, throw a little witch hazel, and they'll raise up in the chair about a foot. But after that, they'll be all right. And then I go get a cold towel or two and give them – finish it off with a cold towel and – they usually really like that because that closes the pores. And then at the, after you take the cold towel off, you, you take your towel and you, you dry them off with your towel as you're going in a circular motion like a fanning over their face. It's the old school.
And about how many, uh, is it popular to do the straight razor shaves? I know that one time you would go to the mall at, uh, I think it was uh, Nordstrom. Uh, but, but is it still popular today? You see more and more people requesting? Oh, yeah, a lot of guys. I get, a, I get somebody to ask me every day. And it's up to me whether I want to do it or not. <laughs> Art, I always say that uh, people ask me, do you do straight shaves? I'm always leery of having someone with a blade in their hand against my neck because there are many people who not only want to strangle me, but want to slash the throat, especially the enemies of pleasure, the taxocrats, and the feminists. And the Democrats. <laughs> Those are taxocrats. <laughs> same, same exact thing. And uh, uh, Art, one of the things that if you do cut yourself, I tell people, a lot of people realize this, a styptic pencil closes the bleeding. You don't have to go around right. town with uh, little uh, pieces of uh, tissue around your, your right. face. You can use a styptic pencil or they have a, a styptic powder that you can buy. You can get it probably at the local stores. I buy it at the local barber supply, and I always have a couple in here. All right, Art. At the conclusion of today's show, I'm going to let you give me a straight razor shave. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. All right. You'll be fine. You got a great beard. <laughs> I do. Actually, I get 5 o'clock shadow at noon every day. Yes, you do, but, but you got a good face to shave. There you go. Lovely. Thank you. All right, Art Roberts of Art's Place here in South Tampa, the official barber, coiffurist of the general. Lieutenants, hope you enjoyed Alpha Male Grooming Maneuvers, Operation Clean Shave. Nothing like a cool, close, comfortable shave. And when you're done with your clean shave maneuvers, my suggestion, you put a little aftershave and then make sure a little bit of, oh, either you could use some some Bulgari or some Aqua de Gio or Dunhill Fresh, my personal favorites, but avoid the Jade East and the High Karate. Cigar Day of the General saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, and may you always get a clean, close, smooth, comfortable shave.